0: Maybe we should change our Sunday services and have more of an element of prayer. Why? If preaching alone would have done it, we would have done it a long time ago. We got enough sermons, got enough Bible versions, got enough commentaries. But we want people leaving the building, 1 Corinthians 14, saying, surely God was in that place. That's what I want. If someone listening doesn't want that, you want, you know, church growth by the numbers, whatever but I want people to encounter the Lord when they come to church.
1: Welcome, my friend. This is the weekend edition of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Yes, Pastor, this is weekend edition number 38, and today we've got Jim Simbola the pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, well-known for the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. But also Jim is well-known for his book that he wrote in 1997 called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. And the Brooklyn Tabernacle has been known for decades for their midweek prayer ministry. Pastor Simbola basically credits prayer as the reason for, for any of the ministry accomplishments of his church, prayer has been a huge, huge part of the church. Now today, I I went to get the symbola recording, and it got cut off uh, about oh about seventy eight percent of the way through the recording, and we had to kind of go out and come back in and restart it. And lo and behold, I went to retrieve the files, and only the last part of the recording was there. So that's the part I'm going to share with you. And tr- trust me, this is Jim Cimbala. I wasn't really ready for this guy when I recorded with him. What a character. What, what a personality. This guy's been the pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle for more than 50 years in downtown Brooklyn. So you you just imagine the kind of a guy, the kind of tenacity, the kind of stick that a guy who's going to pastor for 50 years, but let alone the last 50 years in Brooklyn, New York. So you're going to, you're going to really enjoy this, and I, hopefully, like me, you'll be challenged by it. I was really challenged and convicted as a pastor by so much of what Jim has shared in our conversation. And uh, I have written into the company that helps me record and asked them to go after The Lost Files. And every time this has happened, they've always been able to retrieve them for me, so I don't think any differently this time. But I just want to give you a taste. This is about, oh, I don't know, about 10 minutes long. Uh, But basically, I ask him to share with us how was it that he led his church into this emphasis on prayer? And he just kind of unpacks it in these, in these last uh, moments of our conversation. So I'm going to let you listen to it and then I'll come back and unpack some more of it with you. Here's my conversation with Jim Simbola from the Brooklyn tabernacle. Yes. Okay. So we're back. Uh, we're back recording Jim. Okay. If you want to just finish your thought, I'm not sure where, where it cut out for on oh, your end. Oh,
0: oh yeah. Well, I was saying why I wrote that book, uh, when you see the discouragement and the body of Christ that we all need one another and we need to root for one another, I am rooting for every pastor I pray right now, every pastor listening to this, small church, medium church, big church. You know, the average church now has 68 people in it, going to it in America down from over 98 or 99, uh, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, We need to root for each other. And I say to the pastors, listen to me, don't follow somebody else's formula and uh, get your formula from the Bible. And number two, don't imitate anyone. The world's not looking for an, the world wants a voice, not an echo. So don't be contemporary. Don't be old school. Don't be, be Bible school. Be who you are. Fill with the spirit, fill with the word of God. And remember what Paul said to Timothy, wherever you are, do the work of an evangelist. Not be an evangelist. Timothy was a pastor. Do the work of an evangelist in your city, in your town. Lord, help us to pray together. We've got to win souls. The people have to be soul winners. We've got to draw people in to hear the gospel or go to where they are. But we can't just circle the wagons and have the bills paid and say, thank you, Jesus. We've got to extend the kingdom.
1: So if a pastor's listening and he's thinking, okay, I, you know, our church isn't doing all that well. I've, I've got to get on top of this. Oh, I heard what Jim said. Maybe prayer's the answer. I'm just going to—we'll just start praying. There, that might be a wrong motivation, right? They just want to fix their church, so they're going to grab prayer. So just leave us with uh, with a okay. thought on a, a good way for us to approach prayer with our churches, a way we're, we're not being formulaic, but we okay. truly— want to connect with God?
0: Here's my suggestion to everyone out there. It's been asked me a lot of times. You can't get people to pray because they're supposed to pray. That's a a wrong premise. People pray out of need. You know, in the day of trouble, I called upon the Lord and he heard and he answered me. So God uses need, stress, dissatisfaction to prompt our longing for more of him which happens through the conduit called prayer. Mercy and grace are handed out at the throne of grace. So we got to get there, not just to say, oh, we're praying, but Lord, I need your mercy, which kind of tells us daily what we need, and your grace, your power, your provision. So as you get alone with God and you find out the temperature of your church, remember Laodicea was lukewarm. Every one of those seven churches in Revelation 2 and 3 had a different set of problems. The Lord saw that church the way it is. Okay, so there must be a letter to your church, Pastor Jeff, and to my church, and to everyone listening. What is that letter? I don't know. But you got to get alone with the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me, where are we strong by your grace? Where am I lacking? Where am I pre- Where is my preaching? Not like the preaching of Paul. Let me read about how he preached in 1 Corinthians not with wise and enticing, persuasive words, but a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. What's that mean? What's that look like? What's my church look like to you, Lord? Because at the end of the day, Jeff, you and your wife and your leadership, Carol and I, we're gonna appear at the judgment seat of Christ to give an account for the quality of the work that we've done. It won't be just we were faithful and held the fort, fort but, but the quality of that work, as judged by Jesus. So it doesn't matter what our peers think. It doesn't matter how people think about the Brooklyn Tabernacle. It's what the Lord thinks about the Brooklyn Tabernacle. He's the one who's the Lord of the church. He purchased these people. It's his church uh, by what he did on Calvary. So when we get revelation from the word and working with the spirit of where we are, that automatically should drive us to prayer. Maybe to a prayer meeting, which you don't have, but I suggest also to pray about this. Maybe we should change our Sunday services and have more of an element of prayer. Why? If preaching alone would have done it, we would have done it a long time ago. We got enough sermons, got enough Bible versions, got enough commentaries. But we want people leaving the building, 1 Corinthians 14, saying, surely God was in that place. That's what I want. If someone listening doesn't want that, you want, you know, church growth by the numbers, whatever. But I want people to encounter the Lord when they come to church, through his word and by the spirit. So maybe change the Sunday service, get your deacons and more and more spiritual people in the front, and have an altar service where people can come for prayer for wayward children. I will venture to say if this Sunday I don't know you, Pastor Jeff, and I don't know anyone who's watching. Just say this Sunday at the end, all of you that have wayward children or grandchildren, who if they die, you have no sense of confidence. They will spend eternity with Christ. But you want to fight for them. You want to see Jesus recover stolen property. Come on up here and pray. Watch what happened. I don't even know you. Mm. Watch what happens. Yeah. Because why? If they don't pray over wayward children, they're probably not even Christians. If you can't pray over a wayward child who's facing eternity without God, so that's it. It's our job to create need, show the promises of God, show what prayer can accomplish, i.e. what God can do, and then that begins to grow. Faith begins to grow. Spiritual momentum begins to happen, and then people say, not oh we gotta pray, but praise God, we can pray. He's waiting to hear us at the throne of grace. He wants to help us. That's our job as leaders, like priests, like people. We've got to spend more time with the Lord and then it'll catch with the people.
1: Jim, thank you. You those were words that I needed to hear, and I think we all I think even you needed to hear them, right? I it's always to good. Hear them to rehearse I was those.
0: amen as I was speaking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said a long time ago that one time I dreamed I was preaching, I woke up and I was, right? I
0: know, I've heard that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. So, don't hang up yet because I want to make sure our files upload, but I'm going to say goodbye for the recording. Okay. Uh but but seriously, thank you. And again, the 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 book is called Fan the Flame. Yes.
0: Yeah? And if you go to org, You can get it for half price or Obviously, Amazon and uh, Christian Books uh, carries it, but um, uh, you can um, you can get it. And and I also have a series. I just throw this out. They're free, so I'm not selling. And all royalties from my book go to the church, so I, I have no financial involvement in this. I'm not hawking a book. Um, I did something down in Florida called the Calling, thirty ten minute video. Hmm. The calling. It's it's. It can be me talking about the calling, the pastor and his calling, the pastor alone with his Bible, the pastor preparing a sermon, the pastor preaching a sermon, the pastor and the Holy Spirit, the pastor in prayer, the pastor and and, and, and the Great Commission, 30 of them from mistakes I've made. I could have done 60 with the mistakes I've made, but I did 30, 10 minutes each, and all you have to do is go to the, the calling series.org this calling series.org and you can download them. If the pastor doesn't like them, don't, don't watch them. But if they (laughs) help you, if they help you, praise God, they're paid for, they don't cost anything. They're being translated into other languages now because we need everything we can get to encourage one another.
1: Awesome. Jim, thanks so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you, brother. Nice being with you.
1: So Pastor, there you go, his emphasis on evangelism and his emphasis on prayer and his recommendation that if you don't have a midweek prayer service, and most churches don't, then what if you were able to incorporate prayer more deeply and broadly into your morning services on the weekends? And I think that's just a great suggestion and some great coaching from him we have been trying to do a, for the first 40 days of 2023, a 40 days of prayer. And it's so obvious to me that there's programmatically, there are not slots that were already there for prayer. And I mean, we pray in our services, we pray in our, in our staff meetings, we pray in our small groups, we pray in our ministry team meetings, but there's not times set aside specifically for prayer and honestly I feel like that's got to change that's got to change and the culture really isn't an excuse anymore so I don't want to be as good as the last book I read but Jim Simbel's book Fan the Flame Let Jesus Renew Your Calling and Revive Your Church is now available you can find it I think you can find it at thebrooklyntabernacle.org or brooklyntabernacle.org Or you could just search, you know, just search for it. Fan the Flame by Jim Simbala. And Simbala is C Y M B A L A. C Y M B A L A. And you'll find the book, Fan the Flame, Let Jesus Renew Your Calling and Revive Your Church. Pastor, I hope that I can retrieve the lost files so that you can hear the first 40 minutes of this conversation, just rich and deep and uh, somewhat biographical in terms of Jim's ministry and the church, but also just, just real inspirational and um, motivational, too, and, and some great coaching from him for us and our ministries. Pastor, I hope that you have a great week coming up. Enjoy your weekend, and I will see you on the next episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.